to the business in the front party in the back podcast i'm michelle and i'm lauren nearly forgot nearly did anyway continue. i know i was waiting for your time yeah remember yeah. Your yeah yes so, so welcome to the podcast, which is brought to you by my business this week, Lauren, Michelle Uprice, The Lightworker. I'm a mentor. I'm a Reiki master. So I teach levels one, two and masters if you want to teach others. I'm also a medium. So I connect past over loved ones. I do oracle card readings. I'm a healer, pranic energy healer as well, and obviously Reiki. So if you feel like you need any of those, we can do them over distance. Uh, Reiki teaching and things I don't do over distance, but mentoring I do. So if you want to check out more about me, my services, pricing, all of that stuff, I also do a Facebook Live, I should mention, every Monday night from 6.15 Standard Time, 7.15 Daylight Saving Time. Uh, Michelle, I price a light worker on Facebook. Lauren. Oh, Sunny the Sunbird. <gasps> she just flew outside my window. I haven't seen her since the babies died. Is she okay? Is she okay? She was just trying to get some food there. I, okay. I could not, maybe it's not the same sunbird, but... That was amazing. Okay. That's a relief. I was asking, I was going to ask about the sunbirds. Yes. So she's there. They haven't come back. No. Now they've come back since they died. But I record the podcast in my bedroom and she just flew right outside my window, which is not where her nest is. That was so cool. Oh, that's so cool. So excited. Oh, I hope they come back. Anyway, stay tuned. They always show um, up and do stuff during our podcast, Lauren. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Yeah. They do. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. All right. I feel really happy now about that. Yay. Really awesome. Yay. So listen, normally we go through, what did you do this week? What'd you learn this week? Da, da, da. Today we're just skipping all of that. We're just getting to the crux of what matters, aren't we? Mm-hmm. We're going to be playing a game called 20 questions. One of the reasons why we're skipping that is because we don't know how long this is going to run. And so, you know, maybe it'll be over in 10 minutes, Michelle. Maybe it Unlikely. Won't. Yes, it's unlikely. So one of the reasons why we decided to play 20 questions is because even though Michelle and I worked together for a few years at the corp- at the company, and um, we've been running this podcast uh, since, when did we start this? May? April, May? Yeah, about May, because I started working in April doing my okay, own thing. So, you know, seven to eight months now, eight or nine months now, uh, yeah. we've actually never met in real life. That's correct. <laughs> it's so funny and one time I even said to Michelle how tall are you because you can't tell when someone's sitting and you're looking at them no. uh, and I'm taller than Michelle for our listener at home if you were curious about that uh, what was I'm your height again Michelle. I'm around 5'8 ah yeah 175 centimeters although I think I'm a, somehow shrinking a bit mm. maybe 173 centimeters what are you again 167 oh yeah Yes. So I tower over Michelle, basically. That's what you need to know. So yes, in the interest of time, like I said, we're skipping the weekly recap and we're just getting into it. So Michelle, why don't we tell our listener at home how this is going to work? Uh, So I believe, are we going to alternate, Lauren? We're alternating. um, We're going to be, where are we? Um, How is this going to work? Am I okay? I was giving. I just felt like I talked too much there, so I was trying. Oh, to okay. You want me to do your bit? Okay, I'm confused. All right, I'll um, I'll edit that out. Um, I was just seeing your name there, and I'm like, where's my bit? Um, okay, so we're gonna go uh one at one at a time. So um, you ask your question, I ask my question, or vice versa. 
Um, and for the listener at home, neither of us have seen these questions. We both prepared them independently of each other. Lauren was too scared to scroll down through the show notes in case she actually accidentally read my questions. So we haven't actually had time to prepare anything. So in the interest of this not running for three hours, we're going to hopefully be able to kind of ramble off something uh, pretty quickly. And uh, I know often with 20 questions, both people answer the same question, but we wanted to sort of change it up. So we've done this separately. So they're going to be different questions um, and that sort of thing. So um, Lauren, I might go first, seeing as I'm already talking. Does that work for you? Yeah. I think we should set some rules. Oh, okay. Rules. If either of us asks a question we feel uncomfortable with asking, let's give ourselves permission to skip. Oh, okay. I don't think I've asked anything like that, but um, yeah, I haven't asked you anything like that either. Oh, okay. But you never know. It's good to establish the ground rules early, don't you think? Yeah, that's good. good. Um, Are there any other ground rules? I don't think so. I'm not asking anything. How long do we have to respond? Uh, Well, I would say probably um, as soon as possible (laughs) because dead air is never fun. A couple seconds. So yes, it's first, so. it's first yeah. response. Cause you know, sometimes people are like, what band do you like? And then you can never think of one. Yeah. And then you think of one and then later you go, that's not the actual answer. This yeah. is the answer. Well, we, it is what it is, isn't yes. it? Yes. We could add our actual answers into the show notes or something like that. Reflection. Yes. Yes. Cause it is a little bit on the spot. Um, so cool. Lauren, are you ready for my right. first question? I'm ready. Let's play. Let's Pretty play simple. 20 questions. Yay. I, feel like we I wasn't really sure what the uh, idea of this was. So I've sort of gone a bit uh, general to start with because I figure it's nice for people to maybe get to know you. Um, now, Lauren, I wanted to know where you were born. I was born in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, but I was raised in Whitehorse, Yukon. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Oh, sorry. Don't answer my second question. <laughs> okay. So that's two, one and two yeah. for you? Yeah. Okay. For me, what's your favorite way to spend a day off? Reading a book at the beach. Okay. I'll yeah. ask you two questions, I guess, now, because I answered one and two for you. Mm-hmm. Back at the beach. Um, where do you see yourself in five years? I see myself on stage, maybe doing platform shit, talking to people, that sort of thing, but definitely on stage. Yeah. And an author as well. Published, I should say. Yes. Uh, question three, Lauren, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, what was school like for you? And what I want to know is, did you wear uniforms or regular clothes specifically? No, we, we wear regular clothes. Uniforms oh. is not common at all unless you pay wow. to go to a private school. That's interesting. Not, private schools are not like a thing unless, yeah, mostly if you're sort of affluent, you might go to a private school. Mm. But um, no, I wore regular clothes and school for me was a blast. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Lots yeah. of fun, amazing friends. Um, I'm still friends with most of them to this day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, regular yeah. clothes. That's interesting. I've often debated that with my friends and whether or not um, it would make it hard, like five days a week trying to choose something different or wearing the same thing. Whereas like a uniform, you just kind of chuck it on and it's there. Like I had a uniform. So yeah, it's interesting. Uh, your question for me. If you had a superpower, what would it be? I would like to fly everywhere. I think it'd save time, you know, down to the gym, uh, to the beach, like all of that sort of stuff. I think flying would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
I like to fly in my dreams. Uh, number four, did your mum, I'm going, I was going very childhood. I was going, I do move out of this, but um, did your mum make your lunch or did you buy it? And I want to combine five, a four and five because it was sort of similar. Um, what was your favorite thing to eat when you were going to school? Well, it's different based on my age because I went to three different schools, right? So as an elementary kid, my mom would have made my lunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, junior high, I would have made my own lunch probably. And um, my mom is really not into excess garbage or anything like that. So mm-hmm. I, I love cheese. So I really wanted, um, there's like those, you know, those cheese sticks Six or things? something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you kind of like, yeah. It has we to like overall- plastic. Yeah, we were only allowed those like once in a blue moon because they had wow. too much garbage. Yeah. And then when I when I was in high school, I mostly bought my lunch every day because it was affordable. We had a really good cafeteria, like super healthy food. And I used to get a bagel, cheese bagel every day. And I also worked in the cafeteria because I took home ec, home economics. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'll, I would also take my lunch, I guess. I probably didn't buy it every day, but they mm. had really good specials. So I guess it would have been like a... Um, probably a once a week, two times a week kind of thing. Yeah. So is a cheese stick your favorite thing? Um, yeah. I wasn't someone who had sandwiches. You know, some people take sandwiches. I always mm-hmm. had had um, a selection of stuff. Oh, look at you. It's been so long. I haven't thought much about it. It's over it's 20 years ago. Yeah. 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 Not to, not to age myself there. Okay, Michelle, do you have any party tricks aside from talking to dead people? <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, I am double-jointed in my thumbs. I can probably show you, but I can't show the listener at home. But my thumbs are also my knees, so I can do that. Can you do that? I can pop my thumb in and out of its socket. I can, yeah, I can put my thumb behind my hand. Um, oh, yeah, that's... Yeah. Well, that's double jointed. Other people can't do that. People find that disgusting. Um, and in my knees, I can put my knees back, you know, behind my, beside my body. Yeah. A lot of people can't do that. So, wow, we're the same. That's amazing. We didn't know that. We haven't even met. We got double jointed thumbs. That's amazing. Like sisters, competitive birth. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, yes. And I can do my knees as well. Put my knees back beside my body. Oh yeah. I can do that also, which actually yeah. has caused me a lot of damage from yeah. yoga because I've hyperextended yeah. my knees for so too long. Yeah. Yeah. But they do make you do it in yoga sometimes, but obviously in a safe way. Um, and I, uh, am mostly ambidextrous, so I can do pretty much everything with both hands. Um, so pretty much ambidextrous. Yeah. The only thing I do is mostly right with my right hand, but everything else I do with my left hand, I'm kind of left hand dominant for everything else. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So I'm up to number (laughs) six now, or have you, was that, yeah, I have to ask you number number five. five. Yeah. Which celebrity would play you in the movie of your life? I have always thought uh, it would be, what's her name? What's her name? What's her name? With Leonardo DiCaprio and Titanic, Kate. Um, Kate Winslet. Winslet. Yeah. Cause when I was doing, I used to do um, a bit of modeling back in the day, a bit of agency work. And uh, when I got my photos done, a lot of the photographers would comment that I look like her, like when I smile. So I feel mm. like, and when I, I love her show, uh, her movie, um, oh, I've got it out there. Um, can't think of it. Hideous Kinky. Hideous Kinky. It's a very old film and a lot of people wouldn't have seen it, but it was her in like Morocco and Marrakesh. And it's just, it's a bucket list thing for me to go to that location. And I just love her in it. She's got a couple of kids, single mom, Mm -hmm. like just beautiful romance. And 
love. Oh. Um, so I've always wanted, I always feel like there's a lot of similarities between us. Um, I love her attitude and her attitude to life and just appearance wise, I think we're very similar. Um, but I have been liking Drew Barrymore a lot as well. So both, I get both of them. Um, but yeah, Kate and Drew Barrymore, either or, because I think they're both very down to earth and, and yeah, I quite like that. Good question. Um, Lauren, what sport, and, and there could have been many, but what sport did you uh, play growing up? This is my number six. I played softball and also squash. Oh, cool. And yeah. I traveled um, around like BC playing squash and uh, I was very good at softball. Yeah, right. Yeah, I was a squash player too. That's really cool. Then after you were? Yeah, yeah. I played squash. My dad, my uh, uncle played um, very, very well. And my dad, my uncle um, was a pro tennis player at one point um, as well. So we've got tennis in our family and also squash. Yeah. When I was teenager, I used to play women's A, B. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I played so, school I'm, squash, yeah. yeah. I would love to play. Yeah, yeah, it's a great game. Uh, a bit hard on the knees. Uh, but Lauren, what's your next question for me? What's your favourite snack? I would have to say, um, and it's terrible, but I really There's love... no judgment here on snack questions. Oh, good. Okay, good. Um, yeah. I really love shapes, you know, aunt's biscuits, little shapes, yeah. like little packets, um, so that I'm not eating a whole, you know, box of them or anything, but just a little mm -hmm. snack packs um, of shapes. And my favorite flavor would have to be the cheese, cheddar cheese. Okay. Or nacho. There's a nacho flavor as well. I quite like that. Uh, but I've done weird ones like there's a hamburger, there's a barbecue, there's a sausage one, there's like um, cheese cheeseburger. I think they've brought out now. Oh my god, um, they're all a bit crazy. But uh, definitely the cheddar cheese shapes on it's really really good. Good ad for uh, on it's as well. Um, yeah. Number seven for me, Lauren. What was your proudest achievement uh, growing up? The thing you're most proud of. I, I would think I'm um, turning my mindset around. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Going from yeah. not loving myself to loving myself. It yeah, sounds corny, but is that's pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing sporting wise, nothing you achieved sporting wise. Oh, um, sporting wise. I mean like, yeah, I got, I got, um, different awards and stuff through sports. Yeah. I mean, I guess one thing that was really cool that I did is I was chosen as an artist to go to the Canada games. Yeah. Wow. Um, and compete for this big, like this artist, um, kind of comp, like where they chose certain representatives from each different, um, area. And yeah. then we all went together and we created a whole show that's amazing. Um, over like a week period, like a two hour show and all these people came um, to watch it. And so I was in the press for that. That was, that was pretty cool. Um, I think actually a big accomplishment for me was getting into radio broadcasting school. Cause I applied for a school where they only accepted 42 people and they had over 600 applications every year. And um, you had to you had to put in a, uh, basically an essay and then you had to fill in, you know, you had to do a test. Then you had to do an interview as well. And I remember in my interview, it was on over the phone and, um, somebody suggested I do this. I didn't come up with this myself, but I'd been accepted to another school. And so at the end they said, well, do you have any questions for us? And I said, well, I've been accepted to this other school in the communications program. And I was just wondering why I should choose you. Wow. That's and, they all went, oh. 
And um, yeah, so I got into that program. So that was pretty cool. And that's actually one of the best programs ever. Um, it, it was that changed a lot of my life. It shaped a lot of who I am. That yeah, program is really wonderful. So that's a pretty cool. great accomplishment. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had a fun one for you. Yeah. If you could have dinner with three people, dead or alive, who would they be? Just had a massive truck rolling past. I just wanted to wait for that to clear. Oh, I couldn't hear anything. No, I put myself on mute. That's why. Oh, um, okay. okay. So three people dead or alive, um, who would they be? Uh, I would say Tony Robbins because I would just love to sit down and just hear his inspo, like just hear his passing it on, passing it on. This is, you know, my, my wisdom. You know, I re really just want to be a sponge and just, you know, soak all of that up. Um, I absolutely love Tony Robbins. Um, I also really love um, Louise Hay. So I would have to put her down. And just because of her positivity, her affirmations, all the things we've spoken about in our previous episode. Mm -hmm. So I think Louise Hay would have to be one and she's obviously passed. And probably my third one, it's a bit tricky because I kind of wanted to put the Dalai Lama in there because he's so happy. He's so happy all the time. And I just want to be around that sunshine and happiness and laughter and joy. But then I also want Oprah in there as well. But I have seen Oprah, wow. whereas I've Oprah's tried to see the Dalai Lama a couple of times and I got stuck in traffic and couldn't get there. So I've, I haven't seen the Dalai Lama and I haven't sat down with him. Whereas I have sat there, been inspired by Oprah, love her to death, all of that. But probably just being in the presence of the Dalai Lama would be like, I don't know, Mother Teresa for other people, I guess, you know, just being in the presence of him um, and his energy. I, I find that would be pretty amazing for me. So that would have to be my, my answer to that. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so my number eight for you is have you always known what you wanted to do? That is working with business owners and that sort of thing. Um, is that sort of, you know, what you've always wanted to do? Like, is that your, you know, uh, no, I wanted to be a singer oh. or an actress when I grew up. Uh, I feel like I am good at, I'm okay at singing. I, I'm pretty good at acting, I guess, but my life didn't, I just didn't choose to go that, that direction, I guess. Um, yeah, I guess I always knew I wanted to do public speaking on some level, um, being that kind of um, wanted to be a motivational speaker was something I wanted to be a talk show host. So it's pretty similar to what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did always kind of think I would gravitate to doing a talk show host of some kind. Yeah. I know business working with business owners is what I'm doing, but I also do a lot of teaching and, mm. help, you know, so it's all kind of connected together. I didn't know I had a passion for business though, until a few years ago, I, I ran my own business um, before we worked for the company for years. Mm. Uh, but I didn't upskill myself enough during that. I just kind of ran the business. I didn't really look at marketing deeply. I, I'd already had a lot of experience through schools, um, through mm. my radio school. So I did know a lot of stuff, but I didn't really realize I had such a passion for it. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, no, that's kind of came around over the last few years where I realized Interesting. that. Yeah. Um, do you talk out loud to yourself? I guess uh, I do talk inside my head a fair bit, like lifting myself up, doing affirmations and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. My mum always talked to herself out loud. 
So I would always hear her sort of walking around, sort of mumbling, mumbling, mumbling. Mm. So I guess I kind of found that a bit weird and I don't know growing up, like I thought that was a bit weird. So I don't know that I do that so much, uh, but I definitely talk in my head to myself about the affirmations, all that stuff, but yeah. not so much out loud. Yeah. 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 Just because I grew up with a mum who did that and I thought it was a bit strange. Um, yeah. Uh, Laura, my number nine for you is how many countries have you visited? Oh, that's hard. Mm. Uh, easily over 20, probably 25 or something like that. We're on that. Significant. That's significant. Way more than I have. <laughs> Way more how than many I have. You? Uh, Australia, New Zealand. Yeah. Australia, New Zealand, US, um, India, Nepal, Thailand. Did I say Thailand? Um, and Indonesia. Hmm. Seven. Seven or something. Yeah. 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 Um, if you could change your name, what would you change it to? This is one that you'll be like in the show notes. I wish I'd said. Da, da, da. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I like unusual names like, you know, River, um, Joaquin, you know, all those sorts of things. Um, I like unusual names. I like, uh, it's going to sound funny, but I like um, like Sky. Sky is really nice. And there's a girl on uh, Amazing Race at the moment whose name's Sky Blue, which I think is just really beautiful. So, um, yeah, something like that. Sky. I've always loved Sky. I grew up with the Sky and I just always thought, wow, it just has a really beautiful feeling to it, a really beautiful energy to it. And yeah, it does. It just, yeah, it's like sunshine for me. So I think Sky and Sky Blue I love. That's on uh, the Amazing Race at the moment. So, and they actually call her Sky Blue. They don't call her Sky. She, she gets called Sky Blue. So I think, I think that's really beautiful. Um, yeah, that is beautiful. My next question for you is, would you ever go on a cruise ship? Um, if you've already been on one, you know, great. But would you ever go on one? And maybe would you ever go on one beyond COVID if you've already been on one? Um, I've been on, I've been on like a ferry mm -hmm. uh, over a few days um, inside passage through Alaska. I think I've done mm -hmm. that one or two times. But that's not really a cruise that you mean. I've never been yeah. on a cruise with like, pool and group yeah. activity and yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I would, I don't know, I guess I'm not sure because I know I've got my mom's voice in my head when I'm talking about this, about the environmental implications of those cruises and the yeah. garbage that they put out. And yeah. I don't like that concept at all. Mm. Um, but I know my parents booked an eco tour, an eco cruise in, um, I think Switzerland or something like that, that they're doing as soon as COVID's done, they've had to delay their tickets. So maybe I would do something like that. So I'm definitely cool. open to any experience and I'm definitely not afraid. Yeah. Um, I feel like where I live, I'm really COVID just isn't a real thing here. Mm. So I probably haven't been faced with COVID is being as much of a threat as, as it is in, in other parts of the world. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah. So my opinion is still that I'm not really, I don't really look at it with a fear, like fear-based, I guess. Yeah. Say. yeah. So yeah. yeah, I'm open to anything. Cool. Okay. What reality TV show do you secretly enjoy? <laughs> oh gosh. I love every reality TV show. I just scroll through reality TV shows looking for new ones. But one of the ones that I love is Selling Sunset. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's uh, uh, yeah, the one on Sunset Strip. 
on yeah. uh, is that Hollywood, like Hollywood sort of area, Sunset Boulevard, Sunset Strip. Yeah. Uh, it's real estate. It's a real estate show and it's with the Offenheim Group. So they're twins, male twins, and they've got all these fabulously beautiful women working for them. Um, Chriselle Staus is one. She, her, she was married to a very famous actor uh, who cheated on her and divorced her, which was not fun. Um, but yeah, they're all quite, uh, not, the girls aren't really well known for anything other than that, because Cheryl was the only one with kind of a profile. Um, but yeah, just a really cool show, beautiful women selling real estate. Christine, um, is gorgeous. Um, she's on the show. She reminds me of like Jerry Hall, a very, um, you know, young sort of Jerry Hall and just stunning and just wears the most amazing, ridiculous, silly outfits. And she did one scene where she had this open home and it was, uh, beachside and Botox, I think was the theme. It was beachside and Botox or something like that. So she actually had a Botox person there injecting people as they came in the door, um, with Botox and, uh, and then they'd take a brochure and then do the little tour around the house. So I just thought, wow, we, wow, we, that's something that's quite different, but I find that sort of stuff interesting because that doesn't really happen here. So I, I love selling sunset and um, I can put the link in the show notes just because it is so fabulous. And I always wait for the next episode to come out. Uh, there's a lot of drama and all of that stuff. And sometimes when you do, I guess you work seven days a week, run your own business, you kind of need a bit of an escape. And I find it's a bit of an escape yeah. and a bit of fantasy. You also work with a lot of heavy content. Yeah. 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 So it's nice to have lighthearted kind of, you know, drama, cat fights, you know, all that sort of stuff. Um, the other thing that I watched the other night, which I love Lauren, um, and it's only the first time I've ever watched it is Dr. Pimple Popper. And I watched that on Foxtel and oh yeah, it was next. Like this woman came in, she had like 10 bumps on her head, like these. Big, oh, I could like, never watch like something cysts, like that. Like That's huge. disgusting. Oh mate, I tell I you. I can't even hear this, you talk about it. This cyst was like the size of another head. Gross. Oh, mate, oh my it god, was, that's it was disgusting. it was awesome. I was like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I love stuff like that. I don't like I don't pick yeah. pimples, pimples or anything, but I'm just like I love surgery. I love all that stuff, and um, loved oh, yes. RPA, loved all those hospital things. So, Doctor Pimple Popper, um, highly recommend that as well. Anyway, what's your question for me? Was that your question for me? Yes. What's my question? Yeah. For you? Um, <laughs> have you got a bucket list? If so, what are your top three items on your bucket list? I don't have a bucket list. Oh, well, that question just fell flat, didn't it? Yeah. No, I don't. I, I don't know. Your head, what are the top three things you want to achieve before you die? Maybe. Um, it's funny because I always talk about goals and blah, blah, blah. Like I know where I want to go with my business empire. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess I, I don't really, I love traveling. I want to get a dog. Um, I just, I like having a piece Buying of a life. Buying a is one of your things, isn't it? Yeah, but it's not a bucket list thing. That's just an obvious thing. Yeah, but it's something I don't you want to do before you die. I'm just throwing things. Throwing I've already things done it me. before. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'm sure I'll buy multiple houses. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't really, I, I want to travel. I um, Is there a place you want to see before you die? Like a place you absolutely have to go to? No. You haven't been to? No. I sound like I don't desire much. I guess I just want to just be authentic with where I am in the moment and live a peaceful life. Mm-hmm. That's just what I don't have major goal. I want to go. I love waterfalls. I love beauty. I love eating. I love art. I love, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I, that's just the kind of life that I want ongoing as opposed mm-hmm. to having to tick off a list. Okay. Yeah. 
Interesting. It's a fair call. You got to answer it in your um, own authentic way. Yeah. I haven't really thought about doing a bucket list. Maybe that'd be an interesting thing for Hmm. me to think think about. Um, What's your favorite scent? I actually really love the smell of, it's a hard one because I use scents in my business and I'm always putting oils on. However, um, the one thing that I really, really love that brings me back to um, the present, a couple of things, it's coffee. It's going to sound funny. I don't drink it, but the smell of it, for some reason when I smell it, you know, when you walk past a coffee shop or anything like that, it just really kind of brings me back. I don't know. It brings me back to the present something. It's just a smell of coffee because mm. it's quite a strong, it stands out. It's just, and I don't drink it, as I said, but um, yeah, the smell of it just really brings me in. Um, to the present. So I would have to say something like that because for me, it's always about, you know, coming back to this and whenever I'm around those sorts of yeah areas, I'm just like coffee will stand out above everything else. Every other smell, the coffee is what I notice. Interesting because coffee's from the earth. So maybe it's a grounding effect Mm. on you. Yeah. I just really, really love it. Earthy um, kind of. And yeah, Yeah. it's really organic, but I mean, yeah, it'd be hard to pick. I mean, that's one that stands out and that's my answer, but you know, I've got rosemary, lavender, beautiful things growing in my backyard, ginger, you know, all of those things I love. Um, and I do, you know, try to smell them as much as possible. But yeah, if I had to pick one thing, I think coffee stands out to me the most. Mm. Um, Lauren, if you could sit down with anyone in the world for five minutes, this is so similar to what you asked me before, but anyone in the world, and I'm talking five minutes, which is a good amount of time, you know, if you're sitting there talking intensely, who would it be? And what would you want to know from them? Oh, it's, that's hard because it's two people are tied. Um, shit, this is a hard one. Because <laughs> I have two. So can you, do you know my answer already? Well, I know one of them. <laughs> well, I know so two of them. It's probably Oprah and Eckhart. Oprah and Eckhart. Yeah. 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 So between the two of them. Uh-huh. So I have to, if I have to pick one. Um, I feel like, oh man, no, I hate this question. It's hard. Cause I, okay, I have to work it out for a second out loud before I make my choice. Cause it's the only way. So, cause otherwise it's just me working out my head and that's just not very good radio. So if I chose Eckhart, it would be because of his presence. And I think I would get a lot out of him for Mm -hmm. that. Like just, and I think that could you know, kind of helped me to transcend. So to be even better, you know, like to be, yeah. to advance, I guess, in a way. Level yeah. Up. yeah. Level. But Oprah has always been my girl. Number one, mm. she introduced me to Eckhart. She's the most savvy, kind businesswoman. She's so badass. I don't really know what question I would want. I would probably just want to just sit with her and be in her presence as well. I so I guess in a way, oh my God, I see them both in front of me and it, I just feel, okay, so if I don't choose one, then I get neither. So I guess I would probably pick Eckhart Tolle and that's crazy because I never thought I would choose anyone over Oprah. Wow. Wow. And is there something but specific think, you would like to know from him? Not so much a question, but anything at you... At the moment, no. But I, I do know that for me in my life, 
being at peace is the most important priority Mm -hmm. for me. A hundred percent. Because if I'm at peace, I don't need anything else. I don't create drama. I don't desire for anything. I just am content. And I just think that his presence would enforce that within me. So that would be enough. I could sit with him probably in silence for five minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would be very interested and this is just me throwing my little bit in. I'd be very interested because Tony Robbins has a very specific um, get ready for his day procedure. And I'd be very interested to know what Eckhart's is because Tony does the whole ice bath, you know, meditation, yogic breath, you know, these very specific things. And I find that very inspirational because I try to take bits and pieces of that to get ready for my day. So we just don't jump on social media and get depressed. So I think it'd be nice to know from these people, what is your get ready for your day? What is your, you know, Mm. what do you do? Probably find that all online. I guess that's what I was also thinking about. What has Oprah not shared or said or, Mm. no? Yeah, well, that's why I thought Eckhart was an interesting one because yeah, Oprah, there is a lot available, whereas um, Eckhart, maybe not so much. So yeah. 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 That's that's interesting. Yeah. I know he likes Starbucks and I know he likes red wine. Okay. Um, so it's probably, he probably has a wine at night and I know he likes Starbucks. So he probably has that in the morning. I'd imagine he would spend a lot of time walking around in a park. Mm-hmm. I know that he's, as he gets more notoriety though, that's becoming harder for him. But yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, my question to you, what's your most prized possession? Oh gosh, that's a hard one. Um, Probably my roller skates. It's going to sound funny, but my rollerblades because they're always in dreams. As I've said to you before, if I'm in a situation where I'm doing a big, taking a big risk, heading in a different direction, changing jobs, starting my business, whatever it is, often I'll have a dream and I've got my skates on, and so they're a bit of a comfort item for me. And they do tend to come mm-hmm. into dreams as like a reassurance. It's a bit foundational for me, a bit like you're safe, you're secure, you're okay. So when I see my skates, um, and I've been skating the last uh, week. So I had put my skates away for a bit and then Jason went out and got me new bearings and he's ordered me new wheels as well for my skates because I kind of wore them out. So I put my skates on and I feel like a superwoman. I feel like Diana. I feel like, you know, the goddess Diana. I just feel like I can zoom around and, you know, I like to overtake, you know, bike riders and be like, hey, and they're like, oh my God, what are you doing? Um, so yeah, I feel very powerful on my skates. And so I just, I feel like that's my, if I didn't have them, I'd be very sad. So I feel yeah, like okay. they're the thing I'm most proud of in the world. And uh, yeah, that would be my answer. Yeah. Cause sometimes people are like, if your house was building, burning down, what's the mm. one thing you, you would take? Yeah. 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 It would be, uh, it would be my skates. I mean, there's other things, you know, other possessions that I like and photographs are important, but yeah, I feel like my skates are that sort of thing that show up in my dreams a lot. And so they're obviously important to me and I've been skating yeah. for a very long time. So it is a comfort thing for me. Um, Lauren, if you could be famous, what would you be famous for? More famous than famous. more famous than now. Just let's put that out there. Yeah. yeah. I don't want to be famous. I don't, I don't really want that. I like privacy. Um, I guess if I had to be well-known for something, I'd want to be well-known for... Um, helping people to find their power within mm-hmm. that's always been my calling mm-hmm. good answer inspiring people to live their best life they can do it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. do you make the bed in the morning 
I do, but it's nothing extravagant. I just sort of pull the doona and the sheet. I only have a doona and sheet on. So I just go, yoink, pull that up and um, that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. But I do. I can't leave it sort of higgledy-piggledy unless I'm in a real hurry. Um, But, yeah, it's pretty simple. Sheet, doona, pull it back up, organise my pillows. Yeah, Bob's your uncle. Yeah. Um, Now, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? I know you'll struggle with that probably, but. What's no, no, it's not that um, I don't have to believe everything I think because I'm not my mind. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Good one. I guess that's two. I'm not my mind and I don't have to believe everything I think. But yep. Yeah. Good one. That's I love it. Changed. That's changed my whole life. Can you drive a standard or a stick shift? Oh, I didn't even know what a standard was then. You mean automatic or manual? A, yeah, that's why I put stick shift. Uh, we say manual. manual. Yeah. yeah, manual. Automatic or manual. Um, I'm a manual driver. That's all I drive. Um, I did have an auto and it was a disaster. I have always driven manuals. And when I met Jason, Jason has arthritis. So he can't, and his, his feet are very badly affected. So he can't really do the clutch thing. So oh, he's yeah. never got his manual license because he didn't want to have to do all the lessons and use his feet, you know, in that way and, and get sore feet. So he's never got his manual license. He only has his uh, automatic. So he said to me, you know, in case of emergency, you need to have an automatic because, you know, I won't be able to drive a car otherwise if something happens. So I got an automatic. It was a, I don't know if I'm on an end of brand. It was just, it was an SUV. Let's just say that it was very big and it was very different to anything I'd driven before. Cause I always had like little manuals. So it was zippy and easy to get around him. Um, oh, yeah. So the big auto I was like, not having full on accidents, but I was scraping poles a lot of the time because it was like blind and it was like a lot bigger than what I expected. And, you know, in my old workplace. That has nothing to do with the fact that it was a manual though. No, it wasn't a manual. It was an auto. I know. I'm just saying it was the size of the car, not the, it kind of sounded like you were insinuating that because it was an automatic. That's why you were scraping the poles. No, no, no. It was just a very badly designed car and it had a lot of blind spots. So that was my experience of being in an auto. That's the only auto I've ever owned. So um, yeah, I just had a lot of scrapes and and things like that. But the other thing I found it harder to break because it was a lot heavier. So there was a lot more weight behind it. Whereas I've always driven like smaller cars. I found like I'd break and it wouldn't just be as, you know, easy to break and stop. Um, so I had a few close calls, you know, creeping up behind other cars. Oh my God. Um, so I convinced Jason to let me get a, another manual. So I've got a Mazda CX-3, which I love. It's zippy. I fly everywhere, brake instantly, happy days. But I just, I love the manual because it's got a lot more control. So when I'm going up into the mountains, up into Mulaney or whatever, you know, I can go into, down to a lower gear, you know, zoom up there. Whereas my friends who are in autos, they're like, chug, 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 chug. And then going down, it's the same. You can put in a lower gear to slow yourself down. I just find you have much better control. And Jason's actually started having lessons in my car. So he's teaching me because I'm driving his car in Jet Trek with the jet ski on the back. So he's teaching me how to reverse a trailer and do all of that stuff. And oh, I hate being taught yeah. anything. I'm like, I hate it. Yeah. Um, but he, I'm teaching him to drive my manual um, as well. So we're sort of exchanging uh, lessons in that way. So it's quite fun. Uh, uh, if you my turn. How do you, okay, so you already said you don't drink coffee. So I want you to know how you take your coffee or your tea. I haven't asked a question yet. That was your question. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah. Oh, that's if I could drive a manual auto. Um, My question, my question though is um, what's the best live performance you've ever seen? Live performance. Oh, that's so hard. Oh my God. 
I've had some major, I've had some awesome experiences. Okay. I guess one of the best shows I saw, and it was also because it was just one of the best was when I was in Whistler, Canada, and we were outside. It was an outdoor concert, and I saw the Black Eyed Peas. This wow, is when Fergie had like a six-pack. Wow. And Justin Timberlake came out and performed wow. with them. Wow. And uh, we were really close to the front, and it was outside, and it was just awesome. Yeah. That was definitely one of the best concerts I've been to. Yeah, the Black Eyed Peas are awesome, and you're lucky you actually got to see them with Fergie because we saw them. Uh, Hit 105, the Hit 105 Network did a performance in Brizzy, and we went and saw the Black Eyed Peas, but it was with a different lady because Fergie's not with them anymore. It was another person oh, who came yeah. in. She had a great voice, but it's different not having like the originals like together. Yeah. So it wasn't yeah. the same, but their music's incredible. Their performance was amazing, and that was when Janet Jackson was with them. Janet Jackson was doing her shows, and she was getting a lot of um, oh, negative feedback. Wow. Yeah, so we saw the Black Eyed Peas and they were they rocked it. And to be honest, Janet came out last and pretty much everyone left. I'd say ninety percent of the crowd left. She was she was terrible. Wow. Like it was really bad. Oh. So and which sounds awful, I'm very judgy, but um it was it was bad. Yeah. Um but the black eyed peas are awesome. Uh now my question for you is what's your biggest No Oh, oh I'm gonna ask your question because you just asked me, so it's my turn now. How did you how do you take oh, yeah. your coffee or your tea? I'm confused. Um, so I don't drink coffee, um, but yeah, tea, I have black and I only drink herbal. So I don't do caffeine basically. Um, so I have it black and I just drink herbal. But you had a chai this morning. Yeah, it's a chai latte. Um, so I just had that on almond milk. That's still chai tea. That's got caffeine. No, the one that I have doesn't. They do, um, are caffeine free. Caffeine free chai. Yeah. Yeah, it's um, straight from the leaf. They use the leaf and um, it's oh. a caffeine-free version so that you can have options. It says it on the menu. There's like some with caffeine, some without. Um, but I just do the caffeine-free ones um, and it does such a good chai. But, yeah, on almond milk. So either herbal tea or I'll have a chai with um, on almond. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my question was what was your biggest – what is your biggest fear? Birds. Ah, of course. But have the sunburns changed that? They've helped me with that for sure. Actually, um, they have really helped me a lot with that. Would I touch a bird? Probably not. Really? Not even a little sunbird? Maybe I would touch it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> if it was maybe in- I would. If it was injured and came out of its little nest? If I would, if it was injured, I would freak out. I would not, I would, I would have a meltdown. Ring out. Yeah. I would have a yeah. meltdown about that. Um, injured things. Ooh, I don't know. It makes me uncomfortable. Oh, ah. I guess I'm a bit squeamish in relation huh. to stuff like that. Huh. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, what's your weirdest quirk? weirdest quirk gosh that's a hard one I don't know um Jason thinks I'm weird all the time uh, but probably because the the living my living how I make my living um what do you mean weirdest quirk? quirk like something that you do like that... do you do something that's sort of strange or wacky I mean you talk to dead people that's pretty yeah I know weird. how do you get weird weird quirk? Quirk? I guess that could be your answer really 
weird. Unless you had like a OCD thing, you know how some people no. have that. Well, I'm not OCD. I mean, I'm, I married someone who's OCD, so he's um he's got all of those things. Uh, probably, well, I don't know if it's weird. It's not really weird, but I do like to, and it always gets out of order. But I do on occasions line up my uh, clothing uh, in color. So if I'm looking that's for a particular color, I don't think that's weird though. I don't know. And my books, I like I will organize in order of authors. Like I make sure that all my books are like all the Dale Carnegie's okay. are together. The Neil Don Walsh's are together. Elizabeth Gilbert's are together, but that's kind of for ease of finding stuff. I think because if I have a client who needs to see a particular author, if they're all together, it's easier to find than if they're all on different shelves. So I don't know if that's a weird quirk or not, but uh, I like it. I th- I'll accept that answer. Yeah. Okay. I just like things to be orderly so I can find them. Yeah. So I I like finding things quickly. Um, Lauren, what is your greatest love in life? Well, I'm madly in love with my partner. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, I love books. (laughs) I love food. I don't know. My greatest love. Yeah. Like, yeah, I I love nature and colors. I don't know. I guess I love I love a lot mm-hmm. of things. I guess I love myself a lot. Um and so that means that everything else is a bonus on top of it. Mm. Mhm. Yeah. Hmm. I'll accept that. <laughs> what would you say your greatest love is? Was that your question for me? No, I would bonus question because I'm wondering how you would have answered that question. Um, my greatest love is being of service because I feel that that's all encompassing. I feel like if I can have someone come to me being in all sorts and walk out the door and be uplifted and, you know, connected again, reconnected, um, I would summarize that as being of service. You know, if I, if I wasn't of service, if I had to sit here and not do this for the rest of my life, what I do for a living, I'd be pretty sad. So as long as I'm being of service and I feel like as being of service is, with my business, but also just with my friends, you know, friendship, family, everything. I feel like that is all encompassing because I, mm-hmm. I want to hold space for the rest of my life. I want to hold space for people, even when I'm like in my eighties, nineties, whatever it is, holding space for my, you know, grandkids, um, you know, all of that. That's, that's what makes me tick. And if I'm not doing that, then I feel like I would, um, yeah, not be, not be happy. So being of service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Have you ever had Botox? No, absolutely not. I don't believe in putting toxins in your body. So wherever avoidable, wherever I can, um, I avoid chemicals like the plague. I just don't feel like there's enough evidence to suggest that it's not harmful. It is a poison. So, you know, no, absolutely not. Yep. Yep. Lauren, uh, have you ever had a near-death experience or a really close call where you thought, where you felt like that could have been, you know, something pretty serious? Yes. I've had a few, mm-hmm. um, but one story, um, I'll just share this particular version, this story I'll just share because, um, it involved rollerblades. So oh. I was basically rollerblading. It's, it's hard. Cause at the, anyway, I'll just tell the story. So at the time I was on my rollerblades, I'm all right at skating. At least I was when I used to skate, but I can't stop. <laughs> I like rely on item like running into a wall. 
things like that. Yeah. Right. Things like that to stop. I mean, I could, I guess, kind of drag the toe to slow down, but you're supposed to do pigeon toe to slow down is pigeon to slow toe. down. I could do that, but I've never been one of those people that can go on the side and just stop. Oh really. yeah. You don't have to do. Yeah. You just pigeon. Yeah, toe. A lot of people are good at that. Not me. Yeah. So this one time I was skating roller skating with my friends and we were roller skating. Um, and I started going down a hill and I could not stop. And I knew I was in trouble because I was going down a hill to a, um, another road that was like a really pretty busy intersection. And so I remember thinking, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I figured out that I needed to kind of angle myself. So I was turning and I could hit a fence at the very end of the street on like the corner where a house was, I could hook onto that fence and that was going to stop me from going strict directly into the road. So I went, I was flying down and I veered myself over. I don't even know how I got onto the sidewalk, but I managed to do it. And I hooked onto the fence and I feel like I almost pulled the fence out of its, you know, area and I slammed into the fence around the other side at the exact time a car flew by. Wow. So it would have been uh yeah. I don't know if that's necessarily a near death experience, but well, I remember yeah, after that goal. happened I went, whoa, that could have been really bad. Um yeah. Mm. But nobody realized how bad it was, only me, because yeah. you know my friends just saw me stop, right? Yeah. 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 Um <laughs> had a couple interesting experiences aside from that, but that one I just thought was relatable to your. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other little trick, cause I'm a, I teach skating as well is to go side to side. So you weave. So it's like skiing. So when oh, you're trying yeah. to slow down, if I'm coming up to traffic lights, cause we've got some areas where it's slightly downhill leading up to traffic lights. So I will weave from side to side. So it's very similar to skiing. When I learned how to ski, I was like, oh my God, this is so easy. And it's because it's all the same muscles. It's all the same, oh, exactly the same. Great. If you can rollerblade or surf, mm. and I picked up surfing really easily as well, they're all the same muscle groups and movements. So um, it's side to side. So weaving uh, slows you down. And uh, the more severe the weave, the slower you go, but also pigeon towing. So just stepping. So as you're going, you just... You're not going to do that on a downhill though. Downhill, you would weave and then get to the yeah. point where you can actually pigeon toe to stop. Um, but yeah, that's a little tip. So you avoid any more negative experiences. Um, I like that. Thank you. What's your question from moi? What's your worst roommate or house guest story? Oh, I've got a good one. Oh, I've got a good one. You're going to love this. And you haven't heard this. Now, Lauren, I had a young lady living with me and I had a gentleman as well who was fabulous. Um, and he and I got along the house on fire, both spiritual, both positive, whatever. Anyway, this girl, she's, uh, let's just say she was a little unbalanced, uh, a little unbalanced and spent a lot of time on her own, all this stuff. She was very strange and uh, used to lock herself in a room and all this stuff. Anyway, she started to get kind of like, um, you know, like I'm going to move out and like all of this. And we're like, thank God, thank God. Um, because like at one point I'm a vegetarian, been vegetarian for a long time. At one point she comes home and I had like a relatively small freezer and she comes home. She's won this meat raffle and myself and the other flatmate, the male flatmate were both vegetarian. And she's like, look at this amazing thing. I got this meat raffle. And we're like, none of us eat meat except you. So we're like, you're going to have a lot of meat for a long time. So anyway, she's like shoved all the meat in the freezer 
And everyone in my workplace heard about this. Everyone in the workplace heard about it. Because I got my little vegetarian, vegan type things in there. I couldn't fit anything in the bloody freezer. It's like all her meat. Every time I open the freezer, I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> oh my God. So everyone knew about my meat situation, right? And for the only thing I said to her, because she was moving out while I was at work, the only thing I said to her is make sure you take your meat that's in the freezer. Make sure you take it with you. I don't yeah. want it. Okay. Yeah. And I went to work. Now, it was April Fool's Day, it so happens, the day she was moving out, right? Now, I was a little terrified of this lady because I just thought she's a bit unstable, she's a bit unstable. I had pets, I had a dog and a cat, a little worried, you know, a bit, bit strange. So she has, she's moving out, hopefully. I'm at work and it's April Fool's Day. So what happens is I get a delivery at the front desk. So this is a huge, this is a huge thing, right? I get a delivery and it's like, Michelle Price, can you please come to the front desk? You've got a delivery. And I'm like, righto. So off I go. Now there's this package that's wrapped up and there's a note with it. So I get the package and I'm thinking, oh, it's a bit squishy. It's a bit squishy. Like, what is this? It's a bit funny. And there's a note and, uh, and I come back to the newsroom and everyone's sort of looking over and I go into the, and I open it up and it's like a big slab of like meat. It's a big slab of meat. And on the note was something like you be arch. It wasn't bitch. It was you, it was you be arch. Um, here's your meat. Enjoy it. You know, lots of love, blah, blah, blah. Whatever her name was. Wow. And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh my God. Like having like conniptions, like, Oh my God. You know, I'm in the newsroom. I'm like, Oh, look at this. And blah, 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 look at this. Anyway, everyone's around like going, oh, Michelle, my God, you're going to call the police. Is it your dog? Maybe it's your dog. Maybe she's hacked up Abraham and that's your dog in there. Like, I don't know. Like, does it look like dog? I don't know. Does it smell? Whatever. And I'm like literally freaking out. And I'm like, you know, oh my God, I need to go home and check my pets. And then, <laughs> and then everyone around me, like I'm talking Academy Award winning, everyone around me starts to laugh. And I'm like nearly in tears oh. at this point. And then Rachel, one of my colleagues, who's a terrible person, terrible person, comes out of the newsroom and goes, happy April Fool's Day. Oh, that is so funny. And I'm wow. like, I'm going to murder you. I'm going to murder you. I'm going to murder you. You are dead. And Jess, one of my other colleagues, she, I tell you, she put on the best, the Academy Award winning performance of the year. She actually uh, was in Home and Away. She's, she actually did some acting. And, uh, and she was just like, you know, I like, I drew on all of my experience from my acting and all of this. And I'm like, I don't care. You're dead. You're all dead. And like, I literally burst into tears and I ran into the toilet. <laughs> I locked myself in a cubicle. <laughs> I was so terrified. That's the longest story ever. But I just, that was, uh, that was, yeah, that was next level. That is hilarious. But uh, thankfully, she did move out and there were no incidences and she did take all of her meat out of the freezer. So I was very happy. Uh, anyway, that was a very long story. Now, Lauren, back to the questions. Um, number 19, what's a message you would like written on your tombstone? I'm not having a tombstone. I'm getting cremated. Fabulous. What would you like written on your plaque for your cremation, after your cremation? I don't care. I'm not worried about legacy or anything. So, so you just have to make date of birth and death or? Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Okay. Maybe like friend, friend, partner, daughter, 
So I get no, actually no. Those are roles. Those are roles I'm playing. Yeah. Does um, that have like an inspo, like a quote or something, or no? Um. Okay. I guess if I had a quote, um, it would be something like, um, you know, nothing can dim the light that shines within. That's from Maya Angelou. I love that one. Um, but you know, or something like life is eternal. (laughs) See, see on the other side. (laughs) Yeah. Love that. Love that. Something like that. Life is eternal. See you on the other side. I'll stick with that. Yeah. I like that a lot. That's a good one. Yeah. What is something you get wrong almost every time you do it? (sighs) Golly. Um, Wrong every time I do it. I wonder if I, mm, or if I could put, I don't know if this is the right answer, but I wonder if um, it's like running because running I'm relatively new at and I have been getting like issues with shoes and stuff where they cause me like little niggly things and it just makes life difficult. You know, when you get out of bed and you've got bits pulling, you know, your hamstrings are pulling and Mm. glutes are pulling and stuff like that. So Jason and I are both because he has a few physical things going on with running as well. Um, And we have been watching people around us fall over you know not fall over physically but like have things go down and then they can't do events like pay for events sign up training and then last minute can't do it um and pretty much everyone in our running group with park run has had that where they've paid for things and you've got to book ahead otherwise you miss out you can't get in and then they can't do the event and i don't want to be that person like if i decide i'm doing something i want to show up and so we're actually going to get a run director or like a run coach kind of thing um, oh. so Jason and I, yeah, both discussed it. So we want to get someone to take us through that. So we're doing it properly. So in terms of the form and, you know, all of that sort of stuff, because I feel like I just haven't nailed it. I haven't got it. And whenever you change shoes, I mean, I went with the same brand of shoe, six, same brand model, everything. And they're not the same. And I don't have the same level of support. So I find my feet are turning in a little bit and then, yeah, I'm getting all the hamstrings and all of that stuff going on. So, um, yeah, we're going to get a run. Mm a run coach or whatever you call them, mentor. Um, I like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You're doing that. That's good. It's also, um, <laughs> I was going to bring up your age, but I won't. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Well, Jason's three um, years younger than me. So he's, he, um, yeah, because we yeah, also don't want to be, we don't want to create that as a reality, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't people use it as an excuse. That run who are older. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'm actually in the best shape that I ever have been, to be honest. Yeah, um, me too. I'm a lot lighter, a lot fitter. Um, and I met uh, a couple yesterday, Peter and Karen, um, and they're both former triathletes and he's still very fit and he's still very able-bodied, but she, um, they probably be in their late fifties, I think early sixties. Uh, she's just had a hip replacement. So she's still able to yoga and, and all of that stuff, but she can't run. Like the doctors have said to her, you cannot do any more running. Um, but they were both competitive triathlon people so um yeah it is a little bit limiting now for them uh so lauren my final question for you is who or what would you like to come back as in your next life and why is there anything like it could be a tree could be a a toad whatever but who or what would you like to come back as in your next life and why i don't want to come back Wow, my questions have fallen a little bit flat today. I've got to say, well, no, they're <laughs> good questions. My response, my responses probably just aren't. Yeah, I guess I just feel that 
Uh, I interviewed a woman on the afterlight and one of the quotes that I put out that she said is earth is such a beautiful place and I'm so happy to get to go to school here. And I thought that was a really nice quote. And then somebody else wrote on Instagram, I feel exactly the same way. And I'm like, I do. I think the beauty of earth is amazing. I think the animals are amazing, all this kind of stuff. But I don't feel the need to come back. And I've always kind of made that statement since I was young mm-hmm. that I'm not coming back. So I actually, Michelle, I, I've never thought about it because I just always thought I'm not coming back. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. So yeah. Um, okay. Final question for you. A genie gives you three wishes. What are they? Uh, my first one would be to, um, be able to be of service forever and not have to have, I guess, imposter syndrome and stuff like that. Just be, be in service confidently, um, holding space confidently. Um, my second one would be probably not to have financial restraints to be able to live with that prosperity and abundance. Um, I've got a large truck coming past apologies for that. Um, but to be able to live without financial restraints so I could just, you know, be there and, and do more, you know, be of service more, um, for others. And, um, probably if I had another wish, it would be to be a mom, you know, to be able to have a family, you know, that's definitely always been a goal of mine and something that I've wanted for a long time. So, um, you know, that's been very honest. And I think that's, you know, something that I would really love, you know, to be able to pass on my name, pass on my wisdom, um, you know, and that sort of thing. So yeah, probably to have a family as well. You know, you're always supposed to ask for more wishes, right? Yeah. Ah, is that one of your, is that one of the ones? Okay. I missed that. No, that's just like a, that's just a common thing. Yeah. A genie gives you one of your wishes to ask for more wishes. Yes. Yeah. That's your more please. You always finish. I'm just, yeah, exactly. I'm just telling you that when the genie pops up, you know, to ask Mm. for more wishes is what Yeah. I love, I love the genie and I don't know whether I've mentioned this on the show before, but I love the genie because I used to speak to disadvantaged kids and I always asked them, um, you know, what do you want to do when you grow up? And I'd never get responses. And when I went back, I thought about my question and I went back the next year and I said to them, if you had three wishes, what would you do? And every hand went up. If you had three wishes, you had a little genie, rub the bottle, Aladdin style, um, what would you do? And every hand went up. And it's only, I think, through constraints, through, you know, what people tell us, you can't do that, don't be silly, you know, stuff like that. And a lot of kids absorb that. So when you say, what would you like to do? All they think of is what they can't do, what people have said to them. But when you say, look, no one can tell you anything. This is a genie. It's magic. You know, it's whatever you say every hand goes up and they all have something, you know? So I love that. I love the genie in the bottle analogy. So thank you for that. Um, I guess Lauren, I just had a recommendation. Do we want to, we want to do um, uh, tributes and sponsors and, and things like that? Yeah. 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 Let's wrap up. Element. Yeah. That was fun though. I enjoyed yeah, that. Absolutely. Um, hopefully our listener at home didn't find that boring. Oh, I hope nah. not. I hope not. We enjoyed it. So as long as we're enjoying ourselves, that's amazing. <laughs> Um, the party element Lauren is brought to you by, yeah, it's brought to you by my business. And basically it's brought to you by my free masterclass. So if you are wanting to reduce your work hours by half, 
then I'd like to invite you to take part in my free masterclass. So basically it's 50 minutes and in 50 minutes you will learn to stop overextending yourself without being racked with guilt. You'll learn to create some space to stay on task. You'll learn to start saying no to requests and you will unlock the secret to reducing your tasks and stop playing catch up on the weekend. So all the details for my free masterclass can be found in the show notes. Wonderful. Um, so just a couple of things, and I wanted to throw this into the party element, is Dale Carnegie, How to Win Friends and Influence People. I felt like I mentioned Karen and Peter, the triathletes that I met earlier, and I just feel like sometimes it's nice to ask questions and listen. You know, it's a good way to make friends. And I was sort of saying, you know, with my husband and stuff like that off air that I, I do tend to socialize a fair bit and I do, being a journalist, tend to ask a lot of people questions and get to know them quite intimately. And what I feel like was really good here is that, you know, it's a nice way to um, connect, but also people feel valued when you sort of ask them questions about themselves and now act interested. And I say act, but I mean, I am interested. I find people very, very interesting. So I guess my recommendation or inspo is try to say hi to someone you don't know. And I feel like a dog is a good way to connect to other people. You know, I find that little sissy when I'm walking sissy, people want to come up and they comment, oh, you know, look at her hair. What is she? She's in and blah, blah, blah. Um, so I find it's a really good way to meet people. But also, like I always recommend um, Schnauzer's SEQ if I do meet another Schnauzer owner, because that's a good way to get out there and meet people. Um, and I also tell people about Park Run. I tell people about Live Life, Get Active. And it just so happened that um, Peter and Karen had booked in already to go to yoga this morning. So we ended up, met yesterday, saw the dogs. They said they were interested in meeting other people. And then today we met up at yoga and I introduced them to some more people. So I find I am a little bit of a connector. But my inspiration was just to try to say hi to someone that you don't know, uh, whether it's just, hi, how's your day going? You know, stuff like that. And I found that I've made so many new friends and contacts. And now when I kind of wander around here with my dog, I know people by name and I'm like, hello, how's it going? You know, and I just think that's really nice. You know, I don't, I don't know that we do that enough. So um, making new friends and contacts. Um, and also we hosted recently our business networking meeting, which went super well. And I might talk about that in another episode. Um, but yeah, it just was a really great event and I just put myself out there. I was very nervous, but I just made the effort, you know, went around, met as many people as I could, shook their hands and just, you know, gave them a smile. So I feel like that, you know, is what I want to leave people with at the end of this episode, because that's what Lauren and I've been doing is asking a lot of questions. So I feel like, you know, maybe we need to do that a bit more, you know, how are you, you know, asking and really wanting to hear the mm. answer, I think is a good one. Um, and that kind of leads like us that. into the next episode. Yeah. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about worthiness and we've got some really good ideas kind of around that. We're going to broaden that a bit, but again, it is a bit about being uplifting. And in this episode, we do get real, but we also want to lift, you know, we want to lift people up, the listener at home, um, give them some good advice and maybe help them move forward in life confidently, a bit more confidently, hopefully. Yeah. So that has been the business in the front. Party in the back. Podcast. If you loved what you heard this week, and this was a little bit different, it's something that we haven't done before, but that's okay. If you loved what you heard or you weren't so much of a fan of it, then uh, I would suggest going back and listening to some other episodes. We do have our episodes titled so you can sort of see, you know, maybe there's something that jumps out at you, maybe it doesn't. Um, but we do have a lot of fun and provide as much info and, uh, you know, that sort of thing as we can motivation hopefully uh, and if you didn't so much like this Lauren what should they do 
don't. Uh, they should keep it to themselves. Yes, good one. I kind of answered my own question there, to be honest. But uh, thanks yeah, so much. You did. For episode. You did. Yeah, and it was yes, nice getting episode. to know you a bit better. Yeah, and you too. Very Yay. cool. <laughs> I like that. See you next week, girl. Chat soon.